Yo, what's going on, everybody? It's your girl, Crystal. You're listening to The Real Deal Podcast, Mind the Gap Edition. Your girl's back. What's going on? I have a couple updates for you guys. Make sure you check out the website, therealdealpodcast.net. Yes, I'm getting right to it. Please go check out the website. Let me know what you think about it. I have some blogs up there. I have the episodes up there. There's some reviews up there. Go check those out. And if you feel inclined, go ahead and leave me a review as well. Um... And yeah, just overall, let me know what you think about the website, the design, the layout, all that good stuff. I would love to get y'all's feedback. Um, And make sure you're following me on my socials. I would appreciate that as well. So on Instagram, my personal page, you can follow me at underscore Crystal Jaylene underscore podcast pages underscore MTG podcast underscore. Clearly your girl love underscores or clearly people are just stealing my fucking usernames, but (laughs) that's that's a whole different topic but uh yeah definitely follow your girl hit me up um I would love to exchange content information um I would love to collaborate with anybody who's local here in Las Vegas especially if you're doing a podcast or if you're doing any like content creation period like I'm a rookie I'm trying to learn too maybe there's some things I know that I can help you out with and vice versa so I would just love to connect with y'all Um, so if you're a Vegas local or if you're coming to Vegas within the next year, hit me up. Let's, let's work. Um, but yeah, guys, I'm back. I'm back. And uh, for today's episodes, I want to talk to you guys more about my story. And I realized I do have an episode out that's called who I am. But to be really honest with you guys, that was like a real shallow point of view of who I am. This episode, we're going to get into the nitty gritty. And for those of you that don't know, I recently joined a coaching group called the Free Collective, and the coach is Ian Went. He is founder and CEO of Official Patriot Gear, which I am also an ambassador for. And if you go, if you guys don't know about Official Patriot Gear, it's more than just a clothing brand. It's more than just Ian selling T-shirts, which is why I became an ambassador in the first place, because he's the one who taught me the true value and the true meaning of what it means to be a patriot and not just a patriot of america but a patriot of whatever country you're from wherever you live right so if you're from i don't know chile let's just say let's say you're from chile like you being a patriot for chile like that's dope we sell we sell apparel for you you feel me like and another message he is spreading with with you know, not just being a patriot is his brand is about spreading unity. And I and I am going to do like a quick shameless plug here real quick, uh, because I really believe in the brand and I believe in the message that he's trying to put out there for all to see, like being a patriot is not partisan. And what that means is it's not just for conservatives, right? Because that's what I used to think it was, but that's not what it is at all. Like being a patriot is about unity, It's about coming together. It's about united we stand, divided we fall, right? It's about freedom and liberty for all, whether you're white, black, gay, heterosexual, if you're trans, like, if you're an American, in in this scenario, if you're an American, you're a patriot, okay? Like, if you love this country and you love the people in this country and you're for unity no matter what, Not to say that you agree with everyone's values or you agree with everyone's viewpoints, but if we can all align in the fact that we all want freedom and we want freedom equally for everybody, like everybody has the same equal opportunity, not the not equal outcome, because that's different. 
the outcome depends on your effort and and the work that you put in to get the outcome. So we're not talking about equal outcome, but we're talking about equal opportunity. Like if you're for that and that's what you believe in, you're a patriot. You just don't know it because the government, you know, the mass media, they want to put it out there that being a patriot is only for conservatives or it's for the far right or it's for Republicans or, you know, it's for the red. It's not for the blue and all this bullshit. Like, no, like, again, if you're for unity, if you love your country and its people, you're a patriot. Welcome. (laughs) And Ian taught me that message. And so that's why I identify so well with his message, with his group, with the ambassador program And then now with the Free Collective, which is his coaching group that he started. And I started a little bit late because I believe the coaching group has been around for like a year or so. And I started this year. So started last year, the the group itself, and then I I joined this year. I believe I joined about two months ago. And we have a a call every week on Tuesdays usually at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time or Mountain Standard Time. But, yeah, we have a call every week. And I've already gotten like tremendous value out of each each and every call. Basically, the Free Collective is founded on digging up your anchors, as Ian puts it. And anchors are experiences or events that you've been through in your life that have shaped you into who you are. And more importantly, uh, those experiences that have uh, shaped your lenses, as Ian puts it as well, because... How you view the world, how you view yourself, how you view others is ultimately who you are, right? Your values, your beliefs, your morals, that's usually what it is. So with me being in the Free Collective and with Ian helping me dig up my anchors, I feel the need to share my story with you guys because this is really the stuff that I don't want anyone to hear. And not because I'm necessarily like ashamed of it, but because like I, because I already went through it. And I feel like I've healed from it. Um, It still like subconsciously affects my relationships and it affects my life. And with me being aware of how that affects my relationships and my life, I can do and take intentional steps to overcome it, get better at it and become more self-aware and change it if I need to. And so I'm going to share my my deep, dark secrets with you guys. (laughs) Uh, No, but in all seriousness, like, I believe I've shared this with you guys before. Like, my father growing up was an alcoholic, um, and he was very abusive towards my mom. Like, he would beat her ass, like, bro, almost every day. I'm not going to lie. Like, at least that's what I remember. Like, that's all I remember. I don't remember them ever going on dates. I don't remember them ever having a fucking not yelling conversation like they were always yelling at each other and you know my mom didn't take no shit she didn't take no shit and my father is who he is because I still think he is an alcoholic I haven't spoken to him honestly I don't have a relationship with him by choice and the reason why is because again like growing up that's all I saw him do was beat on my mom and abuse her. If it wasn't physically, it was also mentally and emotionally. And I just saw my mom take it and take it and take it. And she was essentially a full-time mom. 
right? Full-time single mom, full-time student. She was going to school to get her degree, and she was a full-time worker. So she was holding the house out because at the time, even though she was married to my father, that's how he got his citizenship, by the way, because he's from Dominican Republic. My mom was born here in the States. My grandma is from and was born in Dominican Republic. She migrated here to the United States, had my mom and my aunts and uncles, and my mom, I think, met my dad in New York or something like that. I don't know. Uh, but that's how he got his citizenship is by being married to my mom. So I guess it was hard for him to find a job or find, like, a good paying job. So my mom, again, had to hold it down while doing all the other shit she was doing. And I remember this one time, like, I think I had a doctor's appointment. And my mom was taking me. And so we're, we're walking to the car and she's strapping me in the back seat making sure I'm good to go. And then she closes the door, walks to the driver's side of the car, and she's she's noticing something. And I'm kind of peeking up on my chair to see, like, why isn't she getting in the driver's seat? Like, we're about to be late for my appointment. And so I'm peeking up, and I see, like, these this white, it looks like granulated sugar almost, like this white powder. And it smells like vinegar and other, like, nasty-ass chemicals, like, it smelled like gasoline. It was just hor- a horrible smell. I think the vinegar was really what it was. But so as soon as she sees that, like, I see her eyes, like, they're, they lit up. And she's like, what the fuck? Like, I can tell her expression is like, what the fuck? So she gets me out of the car real quick. We go back to my grandma's house. And later on, like, in life, my mom tells me that basically what was in that gas tank, had she turned on the car to take me to my doctor's appointment, like that car would have blown up. And then she also gave me more information and told me that, because where where we used to live in Lawrence, Massachusetts, like right across the street, my grandma had her siblings that lived right across the street. We were a very tight-knit family. So like all of my cousins and all of us and all of my mom's cousins, we lived on the same block, pretty much, like literally across the street. And so my mom tells me that her cousins ends up telling her that they saw my dad and his side chick at the time come around to my grandma's house where we were staying and put that shit in my mom's gas tank. And he knew we had I had an appointment that day. So he purposefully tried to not only kill my mom because of whatever vengeance or whatever the fuck he had against my mom, but he also tried to kill me, his daughter, his firstborn and his first girl. That was just wild to me. Like, that was hard for me to accept and it... It messed with me, like, mentally for a long time that my own father could do something like that. But then when you educate yourself and you realize that alcoholism is a fucking disease, you know, not to excuse my father's actions at all, but it definitely helps put in perspective that he probably wasn't thinking straight that day, you know? And, again, like, I forgive him for it. I'm not, I'm not going to hold anything against my father, especially over something that could have happened but didn't happen. You know, like God had different plans for me and my mom. He saved us that day. And that's just one story. You know, there's a couple of other ones that I could share with you guys, but I'm not going to get into it again because I don't feel the need to shit on my father. I really don't. Like, I'm not going to give him any more airtime than I just did. I just wanted you guys to understand that, like, that's where I come from. You know what I mean? Like, I don't come from a healthy household by no means. Like, my mom did everything she possibly could to keep her family together. 
and she was getting treated like shit and she was literally being beaten on. And I wish she would have left sooner, but I also understand why she stayed, you know, because she tried to help him change and again, she was trying to keep the family together. And I love and appreciate my mom for that. And this actually transitions perfectly into the next part of my story because my mom is my literal hero. Like she is my greatest role model in life. And I say that not because of the shit she went through with my dad, but I say that because that woman is so fucking resilient, bro. Like I've seen her even after the shit she went through with my father, like I've seen her go through so much shit and make it out on the other side multiple times. Like, I'll share a story, another story. So my mom at one point owned her own business in Lawrence, Massachusetts. And she was she went to school to be an accountant, so she got her degree in accounting, and she knows how to do taxes, so she opened up her own accounting and tax business. Um, long story short, it was successful. She was making money. She was doing her thing. And then one random day, like, there were there was somebody or a group of people that broke into her business, fucked the whole office up, stole pretty much all of the assets, anything that they could steal in there, including, like, money, cologne, perfume, I think jewelry and some other stuff. And it, it hurt my mom, like, not just emotionally, but, like, financially mentally I'm sure spiritually like and because she lost that business and she put everything into that business we ended up losing our apartment not that long after that we had to move back in with my grandma because my mom had to get back on her feet she couldn't make payments on her car the car that she got of the year which was a 2008 Honda Pilot all black I remember that car because that was her favorite fucking car And another reason I remember that car vividly is because I remember when the car got repossessed because my mom wasn't making the payments anymore. She couldn't afford to. My, like, the way my heart sank when I saw her, the expression on her face when she lost her car. Um, And I'm getting emotional talking about it because... It's actually, it's a good, it's a good part of the story. It's just, it makes me emotional because, um, my mom is fucking strong, man. She's strong. And this was, I forget what year this was that her car got repossessed, but almost 15 years later, fast forward to this year, 2023, she was able to finance a 2020 one or 2022 honda pilot she was able to get her dream car back not the exact same one obviously but an upgraded version and again full circle moment like it makes me emotional because my mom could have given up right then and there she could have like she at the time lost everything except her family right which was her kids and I see, I've seen my mom get back on her feet. I've seen her in and out of the hospital due to her hereditary diabetes. I've seen her be tremendously overweight to go into the gym and getting trained to eating right, to losing over 100 pounds. 
and being the healthiest she's ever been and being a badass. I've seen my mom be extremely resilient. And to say that I am proud to be her daughter is an understatement. You know, one day I hope to be half the woman that my mom is. And, you know, she she's a major reason as to why I am the way I am and why I, I strive to be better every single day. Honestly, because I have no fucking excuses. I don't have any kids. You know, I got my degree already. But when it comes to, like, doing well in life, I just want to do more. I want to give back. I want to make my mom proud. I want to retire my mom. You know, like I moved from North Carolina all the way to Vegas, thanks to my Uncle Josh. You know, he helped me do that and he asked me to move out here. But I didn't only do it for my Uncle Josh. I also did it for me and for my mom and for my future family because coming out to Vegas, like, if you guys have, have obviously probably haven't lived here, but, or even have visited, but. Like, Vegas is a money-making city. Like, there's money in this city to be made, right? Legally or illegally, however you want to look at it. But there is money to be made here. And so I came out here with the intention to network and learn as much as possible, figure out what I want to do in life, pursue what I want to do in life, like full throttle, and eventually retire my mom. And I have a dream home out here, too, that I discovered, like, two years ago. Um, and I, and I will have that home. I plan to have that home. So I have a lot of goals and aspirations for my life. And it's really, you know, thanks to my mom that I have those ambitions and those goals. Cause without her I'm telling you, man, I wouldn't, I, without her, I wouldn't fucking be here, man. I really wouldn't. Um, so the reason I shared that story with you guys about my father is because, the lens that that created for me is, you know, eventually the people that really love you and the people that you love are going to some way somehow hurt you and they're going to leave. And I, and I subconsciously carry that lens with me up until I joined the Free Collective, you know, these last two months. Because I was not aware that I was doing that. You know, and, and because I had those lenses, it was always hard for me to build, like, genuine, long-lasting connections with people. Even now, you know, because after, obviously, my father got deported, uh, which that's a different story I'll get into, maybe, maybe not. Not this episode, but I may share it with you guys later down the line. He got deported eventually for violating a restraining order. And so I haven't seen him since he got deported. Like, that was literally the last time I ever saw my father. And um, so after that happened, obviously life goes on. I've been through my own shit that kind of reinforced that lens. Like, the people that love you are going to either hurt you or leave. And just to share, like, another example with you guys, uh, recently, I believe within the last year, I had a best friend who... You know, we were, like, arguing about, like, a petty situation that had happened during her birthday weekend, and that turned into, like, us feeling some kind of way, like, towards each other in a negative way, obviously, and then she randomly, like, just messaged me and was like, hey, like, if you're gonna cut me off, like, just cut me off type shit, and basically, you know, like, she didn't care either way, so me being defensive, right, 
and me already having that lens and experience with other important people in my life, like my father, like what happened before, I kind of was just like, you know, defensive about it. And I was like, okay, well, it is what it is. Like, and she was like, oh, you know, you've changed. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, yeah, no shit, I've changed. Like, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to be the same person. But the difference with like her saying I've changed was like, I've literally gotten better. You know, like I was finally at a place in my life, like at the time of, of her sending me this message at that time, like I was going towards a path that has, or no, that has sowed like a lot of good seeds. You know what I mean? Like I was very focused on personal development. I still am, but that was like at the start of it when I was like discovering myself, discovering what I wanted to do. I was just now discovering that like, hey, I want to start a podcast, um, which obviously I did. And you know, just these goals and aspirations that I had, like I was finally chasing it, you know what I mean? I was finally trying to figure it out at that point and I was doing really good. I had great momentum. And so when she said that, I'm like, yeah, well, no shit I've changed, but it's like in a good way. I may not be the old crystal that you're used to, but at least get to know the new one if you're a real friend, right? And so she took it upon herself at that point to be like, no, like I don't wanna be friends with the old you or the new you. And in my mind, again, I'm not just defensive at this point, I'm hurt because I'm just like, so not even the old me you still would have been friends with. And like, that's cool. So I just let it be what it is, you know? And I was like, okay, cool. I, I wish you the best. And honestly, I really do. But that experience like reinforced that lens that like the people that you love or love you or that you care about, they're going to either eventually hurt you or they're going to leave. And in that situation, I felt like, you know, again, both things happened, but after joining the Free Collective this year and after digging up my anchors with Ian and him helping me realize my lenses and my anchors, I've learned to process that situation and the situations that happened in the past with my father like a lot differently. I'm looking at it through a different lens. You know, like unfortunately those things happened and yes, it did hurt me, but the positive that I can take out of those situations is that I am who I am now because of that like I'm very cautious with who I let into my life and who I let close to me not like in a picky way but like and I'm gonna protect myself at all costs kind of way and like you have to let people be who they're gonna be you know not in a negative way or in a bad way just you can't change everyone you know what I'm saying so the more you and this is what I've learned, like just the more you accept people for who they are and you don't stress who you're trying to see them as or you try not to change them into who you think they should be. Yes, lift them up. Yes, guide them. Yes, offer support. But you can't force change. They have to want to change themselves. And if they don't and if they want to stay stuck doing the same shit, if they want to be stuck in their negative patterns and negative thought processes and things like that, let them. And that is the most peaceful shit that I've learned just off of both of those experiences that I now have a new lens. You know, I'm refocusing those lessons and those experiences and I'm trying to turn it into something positive, which honestly, I feel a lot lighter. I feel a lot better. And the reason I'm coming up here and being so vulnerable with you guys is because I want you guys to also feel compelled to share your stories. 
and to share your experiences because you never know who it could help. I don't know who's going to come across this podcast episode and it help change their perspective or change their emotional health, their mental health. Like, I don't know. I hope it does. Even if it's just one person, it's worth it. And if that one person is you, you're welcome. <laughs> you're fucking welcome. Because this shit was hard to record. I ain't going to lie. Like, I don't like talking about none of this stuff. I'm definitely the type of person that likes to keep things in the past or just leave it how it is. But if you haven't, like, fully healed from something or moved on from it, then it is important to talk about it. That way you can learn. You can get better with it. And just so you can express yourself. Because fuck it. Like, you only have one life. So stand up for what the fuck you believe in. Be whoever the fuck it is you want to be without harming others, of course, but be whoever it is that you want to be. You only have one life, so live that shit to the fullest. And I appreciate you guys always for taking the time to listen to the show, for supporting me, for downloading the episodes. I really hope, you know, you guys eventually will start giving me feedback, like by either leaving me a review, even if it's one star, bro. I don't even care. Just let me know how I'm doing. Like, I know I know people listen to the show. I see how many downloads it gets. I see how many plays it gets. So you guys are clearly listening, but nobody's leaving a review when I ask to leave a review. Um, so please, if you support me, if you love me, please leave me a review. Let me know how I'm doing. If you want to be on the show, even better, hit me up. We'll get something uh, coordinated and situated for that. Um, but again, guys, I really do appreciate you guys. So Thank you so much. Leave a review. Follow your girl on Instagram at underscore Crystal Jalene underscore and follow the podcast page underscore MTG podcast underscore. Peace.